0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. I hope you're all having an amazing summer. I'm so excited to be doing a midsummer solo episode for you guys today. I truly love doing these. They're so much fun for me. I love that I get to just kind of audibly check in with you guys, answer questions for you guys, and also hear the things that you're all interested in because I love getting these questions, everything from really niche fashion questions to closet updates to just asking how my summer has been. So I'd love to see and hear what you guys are interested in and just be able to have this super intimate conversation. So thanks for submitting questions for everyone who did. I will be answering them a little later in the episode. First of all, I want to say... For everyone who's listening right now on their morning walks with their dogs all the things i love you guys because i keep getting tagged in all of these amazing morning walk i'm getting really cute photos of your dogs and i really i love that so much because i've recently become a morning walk girl myself so i love seeing these morning walk photos keep tagging me in them keep sharing them i will always reshare them also slide in your dms and probably say hi but I so appreciate it. I love that I get to spend my morning with you guys. And I love that you guys are choosing this pod to listen to while you're taking a little you time in the morning and obviously taking the pups out too. I so appreciate it. I've been doing it every morning myself. I've been taking Bodhi for like a 40 minute walk and it has truly just been such a nice new habit that I've implemented in my routine. So I love that we all have this in common. I wish we could all walk together. Maybe eventually we could do that sometime in LA for all of my LA listeners. Anyways, I am here in LA. I'm not in Italy, even though I feel like everyone is in Italy. That meme that's going around, that's like, how is everyone affording these trips? Did I miss some like mileage opportunity? Did I like miss some hack? I kind of feel like that right now. I'm really happy for everyone who's on vacation, by the way. Like love that for you. But just didn't, I did not plan to go that direction this summer. I actually went to Hawaii, which is the polar opposite direction. And that trip was so incredible. I think it was actually the most restful vacation I've ever been on. Obviously, I'm recording this on Tuesday right now. It's July 19th. I was in Hawaii at the end of June. I went for my anniversary with my boyfriend and we had such an incredible time. If you have not been to Hawaii yet, this is your sign to look into planning a trip because Hawaii is one of those really special places that you can go almost it kind of feels like any time of the year and you're going to have an amazing trip. I feel like in the past when I've traveled, I'm like a vacation planner. So like I like to go do all the things and you know experience the sights and book the restaurant reservations and I feel like a lot of the times when I come home from vacation, I like use that saying which is like, oh, I need a vacation from the vacation because I'm just kind of almost worn out from like the food and the movements and the drinking. But this trip was the polar opposite. Even though we had a lot of plans, like we went surfing one day and we rented a car and drove around the island. It's still there's just something about Maui that makes you like take a huge breath, which we can all do right now for Monday. (sighs) Like I felt like I could do that so easily in Hawaii. If I was to like maybe distill it down to one thing, I think it's the smell. And if you've been to Hawaii before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There is just like such a calming, serene smell to Hawaii that you do not get anywhere else on the planet. So I think that was just kind of one aspect that really just took me out of my surroundings. And I forgot that Maui is just that special. So incredible trip. We stayed at the Four Seasons, which is actually a hotel that I used to go to with my family a ton as a kid. So it was actually kind of a full circle, really fun moment for me. I haven't been back in 10 years That hotel was such an integral part of my childhood. I used to go there with all four of my sisters. It was kind of our big family trip. Some of the people that were working there actually remembered me and my family from when I was a child. So that was really nice. It's one of those hotels that you will often hear feels like second home to a lot of people. It's one of those hotels that, you know, the same kind of groups of people go over and over and over again because there's nothing like it. Truly, there is nothing like it. This vacation specifically, as I was saying earlier, with it being so restorative, really changed my mentality on how I think I want to travel moving forward. Obviously, this summer, I think we've all looked at the news. Like, the idea of traveling terrifies me. I think I will only bring a carry on with me for like the unforeseeable future. It, you know, from delays to flight cancellations to people like losing their bags in masses. I don't know if you guys have seen those photos of like bags just like being like thousands of bags and like lost in the airport really just thought about what it really means to go on vacation and really find that restful kind of at oneness with yourself where you're out of your routine in a new one and really just calm. And I think this hotel specifically ingrained that in my mind. So the Four Seasons, I don't know, for everyone who's based in LA and New York, there's a place called Next Health and it's incredible. It is like a first of its kind, like white glove kind of wellness premium offering destination where you can go in there i think i know that like in the LA New York ones you can do cryotherapy you can get iv drips you can get vitamin shots you can even do stem cell therapy it is really just kind of a one stop shop for all of the like optimal wellness offerings and the four seasons actually is like the first hotel to have an outpost there in maui so if you're in new york and la right now you can actually go visit next health if you go to their website you can find their destinations but you know, getting to this hotel, we actually utilized their facility the first day. Like when we landed there, we went straight after a five and a half hour flight, got IV drips, vitamin shots, and that's not something that's really in my routine right now, but I cannot tell you how good I felt the next day. Thinking how thoughtful that is for a hotel to offer for their clients, it actually kickstarted my vacation in a way that I had never really experienced before. Because the next for the, the following five days of my trip, I was like so dedicated to feeling that good. The hotel also has a juice bar and also this like incredible walk that is right on the beach and you can walk. I'd say it's like about a mile long all along the coastline. So every day I was waking up, going to the juice bar, getting a really healthy breakfast, going for this like incredible walk along the Maui coastline and then jumping in the ocean. And this became like a routine that I did for five days. And I actually came home and started to walk every morning a little bit longer than I was in the past. So, you know, usually I'd wake up and I'd like walk Bodhi for like 10, 15 minutes, but now I'm walking him for a full 40 minutes ever since I got from home on this vacation. And it made me really think like these trips are so important for building new routines around our health and wellness. And my mentality just on vacation in general has really been shifted from that experience because I felt so good. I felt like I didn't want to eat anything bad. I actually felt like a newborn baby, like being on this trip and being able to access all of these incredible things for my health and wellness. Now moving forward, like I will actually just look for hotels that really offer something kind of out of the ordinary for their guests to really just kind of wind down. So if you guys have hotels that you've traveled to in the past that, you know, do offer something really special, please let me know. I'm going to start compiling a list, but this hotel is an amazing place to start. If you guys haven't visited Hawaii, I highly recommend it again. I hope everyone has had somewhat of a restorative trip this summer, whether it's a weekend away or shout out to all the people who are in Italy for two weeks, whatever it is. I hope that you found some time in this like really crazy, hectic, scary year to go and take some time for you, whether it is a staycation, a big vacation, whatever it is, this is your sign. Especially actually, I believe August is National Wellness Month. So especially as that's coming up, take some new time, take some time off. I hope everyone has been able to do that this summer. We'll be right back after a quick break. As you guys know, I am a big closet clean-out girl. I'm constantly cycling out my clothes and I always try to keep my must-have staple items ready and available. But like all of you, I love to dabble in a trend here and there, and with summer full of events on my calendar, it's hard to not reach for buying something new. But here's one of my best kept fashion secrets. It's Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $88 a month. You get your choice of any six styles each month, and you can choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. You'll get access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands, everything from party dresses to premium denim to one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. Newly stocked styles in a range of sizes too, from petite to plus size to 5X plus maternity. They carry labels like For Love and Lemons, Love Shack Fancy, Lisa Says Gah, Free People, Anthropology, and so many more. You'll get fast and free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for any of us to worry about, which is a dream. You also have the option to buy what you love at a discount, sometimes up to 70% off. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for new seasons. You can say yes to trends like Y2K throwbacks, sets, checker prints, crochet, all without feeling that fast fashion ick. Plus, it is so sustainable. Orders are shipped in recycled, recyclable, and reusable totes with no plastic packaging. Clothes are cleaned using energy and water efficient methods, and most importantly, styles are repaired and upcycled rather than thrown out. A dream. Renting through Newly means you get to wear more, sometimes thousands of dollars worth more of clothing while spending way less. It's a win-win for your closet and for your checking account and for the planet. Newly's shared closet helps curb that must-buy something new feeling when you get when there are exciting events on the calendar while still giving you new things to wear. It's genius. Newly is already at a great value at $88 a month for any six styles. But for right now, you can get $10 off your first month of newly when you sign up with the code FRIEND10. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y dot com. That's newly with two Us and enter the code Friend10 and sign up to get $10 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two Us with code FRIEND10. Newly subscription, clothing rental, change your clothes. With the summer in full swing and absolutely raging temperatures, nothing sounds better than a very refreshing smoothie it with a beach day and upgrade it so it's a smooch hard smoothie and you have the ultimate summer recipe on your hands. That's right, I said a hard smoothie. Have you ever tried a smooch hard smoothie before? Well, hard smoothies are a whole new category of alcohol invented by a super creative independent beverage company in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Smooge hard smoothies are packed with real fruit and a hint of carbonation. They're filled with so much real fruit in every sip with only 5% ABV, They're gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, and they're just the brand new drink of summer. It comes in two amazing flavors, so there's something for everybody, pina colada and strawberry banana, and they're both packed with really simple ingredients. There's no fake flavors or natural flavors listed. It's just real fruit, alcohol, and a splash of carbonation. They come in beautifully designed cans, too, so you can take them anywhere summer takes you, from a summer work drinks event, to the beach, to a pool party, to just a casual thing to enjoy on the weekends. I personally love the pina colada flavor. I've been taking it with me on all of my beach days. It's kind of like having my own personal bartender right at my fingertips. Visit drinksmooj.com. That's drink, S-M-O-O-J.com to find smooj near you. Or you can use the code FRIEND to get 15% off your entire box of hard smoothies. Friendly reminder that you have to be over 21 years old to enjoy smooj. Now let's get back to the show. So let's dive into the questions. I am recording live from the closet. Someone actually asked what the closet update is. I love that you guys are as invested in the closet as I am truly. The closet is like 90% done. For those of you who don't know about the closet, it is the second bedroom in my house that I fully commandeered, not as the second bedroom, but as my closet. And a dear friend of mine, Tony Smoller, he owns an amazing company called Cabin Studios based in LA. He makes the most incredible furniture He's a carpenter it's really unique and different so go check it out they just had a huge story in architectural digest so he's on instagram he's on he has a website too go check him out but i worked with him to create kind of his first ever one-of-a-kind custom closet and it is so beautiful i'm so happy with it i'm working with a few other furniture brands to fully outfit the space but it's kind of going to be my like closet content creation room office And I've been recording all my podcasts in here, as you guys know. So we're live from the closet. It feels nice to just be surrounded by like all of my creativity when I'm doing these episodes. So I'm so excited to show you guys the final reveal. It should be coming in the next couple weeks. So stay tuned for that. Somebody asked, what is something that I think is missing in fashion that I'd like to see filled? I so appreciate this question because I think that the fashion industry in my mind can sometimes be on autopilot in the sense that it's really cyclical, like we go through shows, we go through couture, we go through market, we have events, collaborations it's just constant, and I think we're constantly trying to kind of keep up with each other at this point, but I don't think that we as a community really zoom out a ton and think about big picture or future for fashion. I do think that the fashion industry is thinking future forward when it comes to sustainability, especially as the number one polluter as an industry in the world. but I think thinking about ways that we can make the industry better on a micro level is not something that we're really good at as an industry as a whole. So I appreciate this question because it's something I actually think about all the time and recently, honestly, have had this conversation with quite a few of my peers that I don't feel like there is a platform or a publication that's giving almost op-eds about the fashion industry. I think, you know, we have Vogue Runway. And if you guys don't follow Vanessa Friedman and you're interested in fashion, she is the lead fashion writer for the New York Times. She's an icon. She's been in the industry for years. She is truly my number one favorite source for all things fashion news, always has the inside scoop. And I just love her perspective. I think that she's one of the only really honest people in the industry Obviously, I know we have podcasts and TikToks that are a little bit more like expose driven, but and obviously, you know, the diet products of the world that are more about kind of remedying or calling out injustices in fashion. But I would love to go to a website every day where I'm just reading opinions on runway shows, collaborations, maybe influencer projects. I think that we're missing that right now. The industry feels really newsy. And I actually think that that's a result of the internet becoming a little bit more of a friendlier place, which I think is totally necessary. But I do think we're missing a little bit of that critical thought that would maybe push my opinion outside the box a little bit. I think Virgil Abloh was like really good at doing that. Also someone who I think was thinking big picture and fashion in general. He always was a person to kind of put other people on and, and make me question and make me think of things outside of the box. I'm missing that a lot. But I think that we are really desperate for a platform that is just giving more opinions and more maybe critical thought and theory on what we're seeing in fashion. That's not always, oh, XYZ show was beautiful. It was in this gorgeous location. The clothes were XYZ inspired. I would love to be like, I would love to have someone be like, hey, was this show good? Was it the designer's best or etc. I just w- would love to kind of be challenged a little bit. And I think I'm hoping that we'll see that a little bit more in the future. I really miss the days of the blogs. And I think that We'll see some of that soon, but that's what I think is missing. And if you guys are listening and you have websites and blogs and people even that you listen to or watch or you know consume their content and you are getting some good thoughts and opinions from it, please send it my way. Sometimes we end up in echo chambers and maybe I'm just in one of them where I'm getting more of the kind of fluffy, nice stuff, but send them my way. I would love to find something that is kind of expanding my thought range and I can see other opinions. What is the biggest lesson I've learned in my 20s for all my listeners in their 20s right now? Ugh. I mean, I'm actually, I'm 28, so I feel like I can't answer this question. I've got, too, I've got a year and a half left of my 20s. Anyways, I think for me, your 20s are so tough. I feel like you're really malleable in your 20s. You kind of shapeshift. You, you really have to shape shift a lot. You go to college, you get jobs, you, you know, find partners, friends, different friend groups, you're really trying to find out who you are during this time. And there are so many different iterations and chapters within that. I feel like I've lived a thousand different lives in my twenties. And obviously I've not been out of my twenties, but I would assume I'm going to assume and hope that that is really unique to your twenties. You know, I moved to New York. I had a bunch of different jobs. I, you know, left college. I'm now back in LA and I think you really shape shift to your surroundings, which I think is totally normal. I think that that's a big process of finding ourselves. But I think through all of that, what I've really learned the most is the only person that's going to make you happy and secure and joyful is yourself. A partner. I I feel like, and I think about this all the time, like, I feel like we have been trained to say here, like, oh, like you, when you find the right partner, like that person's going to make you feel X, Y, Z. Or, oh, when you're in the right house, you're going to feel this way. Or when you're at the right job, you're going to click. Like Your your creativity is going to spark and you're going to be at your best self. But I think that all of those things for me have always been defined by me. And maybe that's because I've worked for myself since I was 20. So I've had a really unique experience of nothing's going to happen unless I make it happen for myself. But that has really applied to every aspect of my life. And I think that that applies to so many things. If you're like, you know, how do you put that into like a a technical actual example? I think finding your joy and creating your joy. So much of that, we talked about this a few episodes ago with Erin Cla- Claire Jones about emotional hygiene and making sure that everything that's around you feels clean and good for your soul. And I was really, really attracted to that idea. I'd never heard of emotional hygiene before, but you know, that comes down to the people you have around you. Like, do those people make you feel good? Like, the surroundings that you're in. You know, we were just talking about my closet and how like I've really put in a lot of like love and effort. And it was an investment for me because I knew this place would make me feel good and make me feel inspired. To even getting into a workout every day. Like all of these little things that make you feel good, make you feel happy and in tune with yourself. You know, we were talking so much about routines, even when I was talking about my Hawaii trip, like all of those things, you will create that for yourself. No one else in your life, whether it's a friend, a partner, a job, No one's going to create that but you. I'm my happiest when I'm doing the things that I love and I'm in my routine. And all that comes down to me when I wake up with myself every single day. I go to sleep with myself every day. Do I feel fulfilled by the things that I've built for myself? So I think, you know, back to the question, that really is the answer for me. And the overarching theme is that at the end of the day, you've got you. You are the person looking at yourself in the mirror. You are the person that's going to be with you to the very end. And that person has to be number one in how are you creating joy in your life for yourself? What's been inspiring me lately? Oh my God. On this note, I don't know how many of you guys, I'm recording this on the 19th. And I feel like this is like just kind of in the news circuit, but it relates to what I was just saying about the lessons I've learned in my twenties, that really like viral, amazing video of Drew Barrymore going around she, for those of you who haven't seen it, go on her Instagram right now. It is amazing. She basically is like in her New York city apartment and videotapes herself running outside in the rain and is like, by all means, like with any chance that you get, don't forget, do not miss an opportunity to go out in the rain. It's the greatest feeling ever type thing. And it is, it is. First of all, I love Drew Barrymore with my entire soul. Like if you grew up watching Charlie's angels, which like I was of that era, like Drew Barrymore was iconic. Like it's the Chad, like, come on. It was iconic. Like she, I feel like everybody has those characters that were so formative for their personalities. Drew Barrymore in Charlie's Angels was impeccably formative for who I am as a person. Anyway, so I love her. I love the career she has right now. Like having the Drew Barrymore show is, I think so, it, it is such an incredible show. It's so much fun. I love the guests she brings on and I just, I love her personality, honestly. I don't know how many of you know Drew Barrymore's story, but if you look up her childhood, she truly had a dark childhood. She was married a bunch. I know she was institutionalized. And I love seeing her in this current day because I'm just so happy for her. But watching this video, you know, I felt the joy. I was like, oh my God, like look at her, like she's going out and enjoying the rain. You guys, it was, if you go in the comments of that or you look at the people who reposted it, I... I found it fascinating how offended people are by joy. And people were just like, Oh my God, this is so like, she's so crazy. Like blah, blah, blah. Like I can't believe she's doing this. Or like, it just was wild. It really sparked a conversation about how offended people are when you show how joyful you are. And so that conversation, I think is a way deeper one that I'm obviously concerned about and think, and have been really thinking about on Instagram about the way that we judge people's joy or we judge people thriving. And I think for me as a platform, I've always been someone who wants to share my joy. I don't want to share any, you know, obviously when I need to share important causes or initiatives that I think we should get behind, I'll I'll always do that. But my number one goal all the time through the show, through the content that I post is to give joy and make you feel some sort of happiness, make you feel some sort of joy through whatever it is that's going on on my feed, because I don't think we have enough of that. So it just was a really interesting conversation that I think a lot of, I was shocked to see how critical people were of this really, really lovely and fun post of her just enjoying the rain. And I'm just inspired by her because I think that she has always just been uniquely herself. And I think that she's not afraid to be emotional on the internet. Like if you go on her feed right now, which I do all the time, like there are videos of her redoing her house right now where she, I guess the the tenant that was living in the apartment prior to her had covered up a window, which is like psychotic. Like, I can you imagine covering up a window in a New York City apartment? Oh my God. I'm like rubbing my eyes thinking about it. But she like instinctually knew. She was like, I know there's a window there. And she had her contractors like blow up the wall. And lo and behold, there was a window that brought all of this light into her home. And she's, like, literally crying on Instagram as, like, the window is being unveiled. And, like, I I just think people will be really quick to call that cheesy. But I love that. Like, share your joy. Share your emotions. Like, I love watching this person be so uniquely and authentically themselves on the internet. So soulful. Like, I think that we need more of that. Like, it's so, like, Robotic. And so Drew Barrymore, I'm putting her up there right now. If you don't follow her, go shoot her follow. Watch the Drew Barrymore show. She is so funny. She's so emotional and I love it. And I think we need more of it. We'll be right back after a quick break. You guys know I am a skincare freak. I am always looking for new products to help clear my skin. And especially this summer, I've had quite a few breakouts. So I'm not looking for things that are just topical, but I'm also looking for things that are helping clear my skin from the inside out which is why I'm absolutely obsessed with Reservage. It's a French-inspired beauty supplement and skincare brand that supports and promotes beauty from inside out and outside in. They've newly relaunched with an eye-catching, bold new look, and they provide women of all ages and backgrounds with science-backed, proven products that support radiant health, well-being, and natural beauty. With self-care as a starting point, Reservage is redefining their approach to beauty with a holistic mindset, a purpose-filled vision, and product innovation driven by the evolving needs of women through every age and stage of their life. Some of their all-time favorite products include their entire skincare line featuring their proprietary micro-encapsulated copper peptides. They're a powerful antioxidant that maximizes the appearance of smooth and supple skin from head to toe. You have to try my favorite Hero product from them. It's their Collagen Candy. Where with just one stick pack, you can get your daily dose of collagen peptides and revitalizing skin nutrients. Another Hero product of theirs, their award-winning Reservatrol. It's made to support healthy heart function, cellular health, and help activate the longevity gene that gives you the protection and immunity boost you need to stay healthier longer. You can get 30% off your product order at Reservage.com with code FRIEND30. That's Reservage, R-E-S-E-R-V-E-A-G-E.com and use code FRIEND30 for 30% off your first product order on Reservage.com. If you're a dog parent, have you tried Sundays for Dogs yet? In a blind taste test against the best selling premium dog food, dogs preferred Sundays 20 to 0. How can you say no to that? I started using Sundays for Dogs after realizing I couldn't pronounce or identify half of the ingredients on the back of some of the most well known dog food brands. Sundays was founded by a vet who wanted to find the best food for her dog, just like us. Dogs love Sundays because it's an air dried jerky that tastes and feels just like a treat. Lucky them. It's fresh nutrition that's just as easy to feed as kibble but it's actually healthier than kibble and easier to prepare than home-cooked foods too. We are always on the go, especially over the summer, from beach days to weekends away. So I love to be able to carry something that I know it's just not a ton of things and all over the place. It's just so easy to use and make. It's made with only whole, all-natural ingredients and zero synthetic or artificial ingredients. So I love knowing that Bodhi is getting the best of the best. Sundays is over 90% fresh meat, organs, and bones, so dogs love it, and Bodhi absolutely loves it. I've noticed such a big difference in him from his energy to how excited he is when he sees the bowl, his stools, everything is just better. And I wanted to share with all my fellow dog parents out there, in case you're dealing with something like your dog suffering from a bad stomach, maybe sensitivity to food, or just a picky eater, I promise you, Sundays is the way to go. It's also 40% less expensive than most brands at just $2 a day. So just go to their website and you can customize your plan in just 60 seconds. You'll enter their name, dietary restrictions, preferences, and they'll concoct the perfect recipe for your furry friend. I can't wait for you guys to try it. So use my code when you do. Use code FRIEND at checkout for 35% off your first purchase plus free shipping and a 100% money back guarantee. Visit sundaysfordogs.com backslash friend. Now let's get back to the show. Thoughts on Tommy Hilfiger being back on the New York Fashion Week calendar. Hard pressing questions, guys. (laughs) I am so excited to see Tommy back on the calendar as someone who is not a born and raised new Yorker who got to move to New York and be a part of one of the most integral amazing facets of New York City which I think is New York Fashion Week being able to go to these shows of designers that define New York fashion Ralph Lauren Tommy Hilfiger Michael Kors like all of these shows I think for me it's such an it's such an iconic moment and I'm so grateful to be a part of them but you know, the past couple of years with COVID and the fashion cycle kind of being brought into question, a lot of these designers were pulling off, pulling themselves out of the New York Fashion Week calendar. And it was really sad to see. It definitely felt sparse the past couple of seasons. It felt like there wasn't this like center moment of community for the fashion industry at large to come together with all of those shows missing. So I'm super excited for Tommy to be back on. Tommy specifically has always put on quite a spectacle of the show, of a show, I got to go to his one where he the first GG Tommy collection that they did together. It was at the South Street Seaport. And it was a full-on Gigi carnival. It was absolutely amazing. And then he did the same thing at the Santa Monica Pier in LA. I just always feel very grateful to be in those moments, to be surrounded by the fashion industry and people that I deeply, deeply admire to be in the same spaces as them. I'm always so grateful for. But I also think that they're really important moments for the fashion industry to be able to come together in these really fun and honestly quite extravagant moments I think that's where a lot of inspiration comes from and I think a lot of creativity and I think again a lot of joy I think a lot of these kind of fashion moments can feel really stiff and put together and you're quiet and you're sitting there just waiting for the show to start and I think these shows that are so extravagant and so fun and meant to make you smile and feel something like for me Those are shows that I always just feel so grateful to be a part of. So I'm excited for Tommy to be back because he always brings those moments. And I think that they are just so important for the industry at large to just feel those kind of big, fun moments again, especially after COVID and not having come together. So excited for Tommy. So quintessential New York, so fun. I'm just so excited for that to be back on the calendar. And I hope that it encourages all the other brands that have come off the calendar to come back again because we miss you and it's very fun. How do you juggle all the things you work on? Influencing, podcast, philanthropy, life, dog, dog specifically. Bodie has like a life of his own. He has his own schedule and full. It's like having a kid. Actually, I hate saying that because I feel bad. I feel like it's not having, like having a kid, but definitely in addition to the workload. I would say for me, I, 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 and I think this applies to so many things. Whether you're someone who is a multi hyphenate or you're someone who is working a nine to five, you have to follow your curiosity. And that for me has always been my driving motivation. I have a lot of things on my plate, whether it's the weekly podcast, creating content for you guys, creating content for brands, working on system of service with Joe, and then having a personal life. I, you know, writing for Forbes. And I think for me, it's never been a balancing act because I want to be, I, you know, I think I have a very specific skill set. But I think what's gotten me to the point that I'm at is being able to do a lot of other things well. I, I have, you know, for me, the grounding work is always in journalism, but I've expanded my skill set so much that I can do a lot of different things, and I think that that's always been my edge, which is, you know, a brand can come come to me and want to work together, and I can offer them kind of a menu of things that I create for them, whether it's creating content, having their CEO or designer on the show, working with them on a Forbes story maybe working on their give back and bringing them into the SOS community. So I think for me, I don't want to ever define myself to one thing, which is why I like the juggle. But the juggle is a two-edged, is a double-edged sword. Not everyone can do the juggle. I think that's super important. I think one, you need to sit down with yourself and say, am I someone who likes to focus on one path or do I like to have my hands in a lot of different things? One is not better than the other and you have to sit down and define what it is that you're actually good at so you can accomplish it well. For me, I like to have my hands in a lot of things. But going back to the following my curiosity, I think every day I wake up and I I go where my passion's going. If that means spending a whole day working on the podcast and ideating on new concepts, new guests, I'm going to follow that intuition. If I'm in a writing mood, it means pitching stories for Forbes. If I am feeling camera shy, maybe I'm not going to create content that day. I think it's always about waking up and following my intuition as to what where my curiosity is for that day. On a more strategic level for balancing and juggling a lot of things, you have to be good at time management. And that's been crucial for me. So, you know, usually my show is due on Wednesday before it goes up on a Monday. Tuesdays are all about editing the show. I have specific time blocks every single week that are all about getting the show prepped and ready for you guys to listen on my due date. If I know that I always I need to post a photo on Thursday, it means that Wednesday morning I'm waking off, I'm blocking off that time to create that content. And I think scheduling that stuff is super important for me. And being realistic with your time frame, I have a to-do list, I have a calendar, and I rely on those things really, really heavily. My to-do list I do in notes and I use iCal for calendar. Sorry guys, I'm not a Gmail gal, but having those two things are crucial for my day-to-day. Scheduling everything is also really crucial. So as I was saying before, you know, making sure that I block out time for content creation, block out time for editing the show, and making sure that every day I wake up and I see what's on the calendar so I can get that to-do list done. In terms of like personal life and the dog stuff, I learned this trip from trick. I learned this tip from Jen Atkin and for some people it can feel really overwhelming so I don't think it's for everybody. But scheduling everything in my calendar whether that's, you know, waking up, blocking off an hour for like breakfast, wake up time, getting ready for my day, 40 minutes walking my dog, 40 minutes walking him in the afternoon, wind down time. Like all of that stuff in my calendar is super helpful for me. Because I'm a very literal person. I need to like see it on my calendar to know that I can achieve it and do it. Like I need to visualize it. And so I think that's another really important thing for you to analyze. Like what kind of a person are you? Like what's the workflow? Like do you need to write things down? Are you able to put them in notes on your computer? Do you need to see things in your calendar all day? Or like will you automatically like delegate time for yourself? For me, having all those things in my calendar, knowing that I can get them done, knowing that I have time for them, has truly been, I think, the most practical way for me to be able to juggle all of these things in a literal sense. So I hope all those things are helpful for you guys. If you have more questions on productivity and getting things done and kind of juggling, there is an episode that Joe Holder and I did way back down in the feed on productivity and getting things done. We actually talk about a lot of different systems and routines, like the Pomodoro method and all of these different things that can help you be more productive throughout the day. I will posted on my Instagram when it, this goes live. I'll also try to link it here, but I know it's further down. I think the episode is literally called like Joe Holder and me on productivity. So go check that out. It's That's actually one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. It's still one that I see posted all the time. So I'm really happy that that resonated and I hope it can be helpful for you guys listening now. Before we close out the show, I want to thank a listener for leaving a new review. A huge thank you to Wendy S who said that she loves this podcast. It gives her so much value and the energy is so fun and informative. I'm so happy that you feel that energy. I feel it too. It's all I really want to give you guys is a place where you can learn, come together in a really fun and unique way. So I'm so thankful to Wendy for letting me know that you feel that too. So I hope you guys have an incredible week ahead. I so enjoy doing these podcast episodes. If you need to submit any more questions, you can do so at friendofafriend.us. We have a section where you can submit questions for the next time that I do this. Thank you to everyone who submitted today and I'll see you guys next week.